Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm John Prudeau, The Economist's U.S. editor, and I'm the host of a new podcast about the 2020 elections and the road to power in America. Together with two of my American colleagues and a whole cast of Economist correspondents around the world, we'll take you through the ideas and the social changes that are shaping politics in what promises to be an exceptional election year. We'll look at the long view and ask the big questions. What has the Trump administration actually achieved? What do centrist Democrats really believe in? And what kind of country is America going to be after November? We'll go beyond the headlines and the horse race to delve deeper into the contest for the White House and why it matters so much. That's Checks and Balance for the global view on democracy in America. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or your podcast app. Start listening today. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The U.S. kills the top dog of ISIS. And the president still gets criticized? Really? You gotta be kidding me. And then in the world of sports, live microphones are getting in the way of common sense. Plenty to talk about here. Plenty. So like I said, listen up, because you're really gonna wanna get a load of this. So, when I came in this morning... Uh, I had full intentions of this podcast just being about microphones, in particular live microphones in the world of sports. That was number one on my mind. That's what we were going to talk about today. And we will be talking about it today. But then, as I was driving in here at uh, WABC Radio... As I was driving in, I I kept hearing a lot of this talk, you know, about this piece of crap that the United States fortunately killed, this ISIS garbage, uh, Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi. I'm just going to call him Big Daddy Baghdadi, who's now a dead Big Daddy Baghdadi, but You know, we were talking about this, and to me, this is, quite frankly, for lack of a better term, cause for celebration. Just like when Osama bin Laden was killed. It was cause for celebration. If that sounds cold, you're damn right. Then I hope you're freezing your ass off. 
because I want it to be cold. Uh, but really, um, you know, uh, this is an ISIS murderer who is responsible for God knows how many deaths, for people being beheaded, having their heads cut off. I mean, he's a you know, piece of garbage. Uh, and I thought, like I say, it's cause for celebration. But then we get to this other point. And this other point is all of a sudden, and I don't care what side of the fence you're on. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a conservative. I don't care if you're a liberal. I don't care if you're left. I don't care if you're right. Because left or right, the right thing was done by killing this dog, as he was described by President Trump. I have no problem with that at all. At all. And neither should you. But, see, this is where politics and bias gets in the way of common sense. You can vote for who you like. You can dislike who you dislike. It's a free country. You can do all that. But where is some common sense? And I mean this. Where is some common sense? People are taking Trump to task for, I don't know if you want to call it grandstanding Or the language he used because he referred to him as a dog. Uh, I mean, really? I You know, I was reading these comments in the Washington Post. I, I was reading comments in New York Magazine. And, and just the tone of it all. The tone of it all really bothered me. And it, folks, this has nothing to do with who you vote for. Because we're all Americans in this. Uh, You know, the Washington Post, here's like a headline in the Washington Post. In creating spectacle around Baghdadi's death, Trump departs from Obama's more measured tone on bin Laden. Okay. Well, we know Trump is the way Trump is. That ain't no secret. That, that We all know that. I don't like a lot of the stuff that he comes out with and says and how he says it and the tweets and all that. But really? Now we're comparing who was more measured when the bottom line was each president got rid of a piece of crap. Osama got rid of, uh, uh, Obama got rid of bin Laden and Trump got rid of Baghdadi. Like, he said something wrong by saying Baghdadi died like a dog, he died like a coward. Really? Is that so terrible? 
Is, is that so terrible? How many people do you think felt like that? Do you think the family of James Foley, who was beheaded by ISIS, felt like that? What do you think? Come on, tell me what you think. How about the family of uh, Kayla Mueller? She was beheaded. Tell me what you think. Better, no, no, better not tell me. Tell, look in the mirror and tell yourself what you think. Really? I, I, I found it, I almost find it rep, reprehensible that, that this becomes a discussion. In, in New York Magazine, press conference announce, announcing the death of al-Baghdadi was peak Trump. The president, who appears to relish violent rhetoric, personal boasting, the defeat of his enemies, and the simplicity of good versus evil narrative, announced on Sunday morning that U.S. Special, Force, Special Forces had killed ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi in a raid with such a natural lining up of his interests, Trump turned the event into a spectacle, even promoting the press conference on Twitter the night before. Is that the main story? Or is that just the bullshit part of the story? Because Trump is going to be Trump. But what's the big story? You know, in the news business... Here's a message for the Washington Post and New York Magazine. And I learned this a long time ago from anybody in the news business. You never bury the lead story. You never bury the lead story. Any program director, any news director, any editor, anybody. You never bury the lead story, I guess, unless you have an agenda. And if you've listened to me before, you know I'm not a Trump guy. But I just found this. I mean, when I heard that Baghdadi was, they killed him. Yabba dabba do. I thought it was great. On top of which, yeah, I'm sorry to say the piece of shit blew himself up along with three of his children. That shows you what kind of dog and coward and piece of garbage he was. So is is that the big deal about all this? Really? I find it reprehensible that anybody would make an issue out of this. And I I guarantee you the great majority of Americans feel real good about this dog, this piece of garbage dying. Trump simply says, and again, I don't approve a a lot of what he does and what he says, but you're making this the story. This becomes the lead story. No, the big part of the story is the guy was killed and it was killed on the President Trump's watch. Good for him.
just like it was good for Obama when the dog Bin Laden was killed. But now we're talking about the more measured. Really? You know, I go back to when 9-11 took place. Never forgotten it. On the following Saturday, you know, and, and listen, me, me, me being in the sports world at that time, sports was, all of us, that's when I was over at Channel 9, all of us, it was pushed to the back. <laughs> Certainly no complaints. This is a major story, tra- tragedy gone on in this city. We were all covering news. And I remember, you know, when Saturday came, like I was shot. I was exhausted from the week, uh, fr- from just covering this stuff to to also just feeling miserable. What has happened to our city and innocent thousands of, of working, thousands of fellow New Yorkers were killed. And I'll never forget going down. I parked as close as I could to get, as close as I could to get to the World Trade Center site. And it was the only time I, I've never done this. I never walk into a restaurant. You know, I'm Russ Salzberg from so-and-so. Or I'm this and that. I've never pulled that. This is the one time I did. And I, and, and if a cop recognized me or, or a worker recognized me and they allowed me to get through to get closer to the scene. And I remember I had a cross. The first checkpoint was like Canal Street where they had all the pictures up of, of people who were missing and families were broken hearted. Did you see this person? Did you see that person? And every person I spoke to, you know, like like workers, iron workers who were down there, every per- construction guys, Russ, when are we going to get this bleepity bleep? When 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 are we going in? We get this. I mean, it was one four letter word after another. You don't think Americans feel just the way Trump just spoke? Then, then, like a week later, we got a call. I got a call from the USO to go down to talk to the iron workers who were working like, I think they were working like 24-hour shifts on, 24-hour shifts off, just to talk to them to, to you know, kind of lift their spirits because they were exhausted and depressed from what they had, had to do. And, and to a man, they were all saying the same thing. When are we going to get this bleepity bleep? So Trump called them a dog and a cat. Ooh, boy, oh, boy. The president said nasty things. Am I nuts? I mean, I've, the world has gone nuts if this is what it comes to. If this, If you're trying to make a big deal out of this and what really pisses me off, this is the media doing this. I am a member of the media. This is disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. That they're making a big deal out of this. We know know how this country is divided. We We know it. Uh... 
you say night, I say day. That's the way it is with the Democrats and Republicans. And that's why the country is in the shape that it's in. It's, it's terrible. But I will say this. I will say this. Uh, Chuck Schumer, who I've been terribly disappointed in because uh, to me, him and Nancy Pelosi, and I'm a raised, born and raised Democrat. I mean, I am a born and raised Democrat, okay? Born and raised. You've heard me say that here before. And I've been disappointed with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer because I just don't think, again, I I blame Democrats. I blame Republicans for this country being divided. Nobody gives credit to the other side, zero. But... I give Chuck Schumer some credit here because apparently, you know, and this is we're going to be hearing this in days to come that, you know, Trump left the Democrats in the dark. He didn't say nothing about the Big Daddy raid. And, you know, that, of course, was on CNN because we know what their agenda is. But I didn't have a problem with that. Because we know how the leaks go. I mean, you know, with the Democrats, there's more leaks than the Titanic had. But in fairness to um, to Charles Schumer, to Chuck Schumer, I quote, I didn't know, I saw it on TV. But when he was asked for his reaction... He said, my reaction, look, it's great that we've gotten al-Baghdadi and killed him. He's a dangerous man, an evil man. The fight against ISIS has to continue. Good for him. That was the statement that should have been said. He followed it up by saying, I look forward to receiving a briefing about this raid and the plan to deal with the escaped ISIS prisoners. Good for him. Now, your House Intelligence, easy for me to say, your uh, House Intelligence Committee Chairman, Adam Schiff, who, uh, you know, comes up with his own angles all the time, he called the uh, the raid an operational success, but also said he was not informed about the raid before it was going to happen. And now I'm going to read a quote from Schiff. Had this escalated, had something gone wrong, had we got into a firefight with the Russians, it's to the administration's, administration's advantage to say we informed Congress we were going in. They were aware of the risks. We at least gave them the chance to provide feedback. That wasn't done here. I think that's a mistake. But let's not lose sight of the fact that it was a success and a ruthless killer had been taken off the battlefield. Okay. I'll buy that. I will buy that. 
But since we're criticizing Trump and, and you know, uh, again, to me, this is more the media than anything else. But since we're criticizing Trump, Trump opened himself up for criticism because, God forbid, had this gone wrong. Boy, let me tell you, God forbid, had this gone wrong, the shifts, the Pelosi's. Uh, the Schumers, everybody would have come after Trump and his and his administration. You know it, and I know it. You know it, and I know it. So this this business, but when I I read that the media, I'm reading from the Washington Post and New York Magazine. This is what you got to bellyache about, what you have to bitch and moan about is, is Trump's language or relishing in the fact. As New York Magazine says, the president who appears to relish violent rhetoric, personal boasting. No, this story is about wiping this piece of shit off the face of the earth in Baghdadi. That's what this story is about. That's the bottom line. Front to back. And when you talk about anything else, you're just burying the lead story. And I'm not talking about just a lead story. I'm talking about a monster story. A monster story because a monster has been gotten rid of. Think about it. And I'm embarrassed to say to be part of a media in this country that comes out with shit like this. This is disgraceful. I, I'm telling you, folks, I had no idea. No thought whatsoever this morning coming in to talk about this. I was just going to talk about microphones in sports, live mics. But I'm driving in today and I'm saying, what am I listening to? And then I got in and I'm looking at, I'm reading all this stuff and I'm saying, oh my goodness, I can't let this go because this is terrible. I mean, who gives a crap that, 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 that you know, o President Obama did it in more measured tones after bin Laden was gotten rid of? Okay, fine. That's not the story here. Something good happened. Something very good happened, not just for this country, for this world. This piece of shit, Baghdadi, has been wiped off of it. This is good for the entire world. And, and the media is choosing to talk about Trump boasting or relishing in violent rhetoric. Calling him, he's a dog, died like a dog, like a cow. Who, really? Shame on the media who did this. You should be ashamed of yourselves. 
This is absolutely a disgrace. A disgrace. Baghdadi is dead. That's the bottom line. That is the major, that is the whole enchilada right there. That is the main course. And you talking about the way Trump referred or, or spoke or held a press conference or boasted. That's your big story. Shame on you. Shame on any member of the media trying to sell it that way. All right. So like I said, my main objective or my main idea to talk about today was live microphones in our world of sports. And this past week, I have two examples. The first one was... uh, You know, the football game where um, Jets quarterback Sam Donald said he was seeing ghosts. Okay? He was seeing ghosts. And that was captured on TV. Now, I have to tell you, when that happened, I thought it was disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, That should not happen. I've never been a big fan of miking a player. Never, it never interests me in the things that I do. Uh, You know, the odd time, if we were covering a, a high school kid or something or trying to mic a coach or something, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. We once, I once miked a guy by the name of Willie Worsley, uh, who's a coach, a high school basketball coach. Now, Willie Worsley, uh, for f- those of you who remember who have been listeners to my podcast, Willie Worsley was a member of the um, uh, Texas Western basketball team, the famous that started, you know, the first team to start five. African-Americans in an NCAA championship game. Anyway, we, we mic'd the coach. We mic'd Willie Worsley a couple of years ago. And Willie was great. But, you know, I gave Willie my word. If anything got said salty or, you know, not so nice, I was, uh, you know, wouldn't run it. Sam Donald was getting his ass whipped just battered and bruised and, you know, having a God-awful game. And, you know, man, I'm seeing ghosts. Now, somebody is supposed to use common sense and, you know, monitor and, you know, if anything is not looked in the good light, make sure it doesn't get out there. How that was allowed to get out there is simply moronic. So is who's at fault? Is the person whose job is to make sure the wrong thing doesn't get out, is it his fault? Well, you can say that, but let's use let's use some 
I don't think he used common sense there because he wasn't thinking that this is not going to make this young man look very good. But the bottom line is there was a live microphone. So who put that in place? The system put that in place. That's why I've never been a big fan of the live microphones. Listen, folks, I'm, I've been in the TV business for 35, 36 years, okay? If, if you've followed me and you know my work, I like, I've liked to do offbeat stuff. I like to do different stuff. I like to do controversial stuff. But that, to me, you, you know, you're kind of waiting to see a crash. That's what you're waiting to see. No pun intended as I look at my buddy Crash across the way. No, but really, that that's why they do that. See, the truth of the matter is, if you ever get in anything real sexy and ugly, it's going to get pulled. It, it's going to get pulled. So why do it in the first place? To me, it just, it does not make any sense. Uh, you know, quite frankly, I'm surprised we don't see more of these kind of screw-ups. And I think maybe this didn't turn into, maybe it was allowed to go because he said, I'm seeing, I'm seeing ghosts. As opposed to, let's say if he would have said, I'm seeing bleeping ghosts. Okay, had he said that, nah, then it would have gotten pulled because that language would have been pulled. Certainly would have been pulled from a telecast. So let's let's use common sense here. TV people. You would pull that from a telecast if there was a four letter word preceding ghosts. Because you didn't want to embarrass yourselves. Yet. The said player, this one being Sam Donald, was okay to be embarrassed. Follow what I'm saying? You know, you aren't worried about covering his ass. You're only worried about covering your own ass. I, I, that's why I don't live, like the live microphones. Because you really don't get much of a bang for your buck if you ask me. You know, in the world of football, there's a lot more screaming going on than in the other sports because it's more violent. But I, I just don't, I don't see how it works. Another thing that I didn't see how it works, I'm watching game three of, um, is it game three? Yeah, I'm watching game three. I guess it was Friday night uh, of the um, World Series. And I don't remember. Maybe it was a second inning. I'm I'm not sure. But there was Joe Buck, who does a good job. There was Joe Buck. It's not Joe's fault. Again, it's TV. There's Joe Buck talking in the middle of the game while the action is going on to national skipper Davey Martinez. While the game is going on, 
I am sorry. That to me is a no, no. I've never liked it to me. I mean, we talk about, we want to criticize a manager or a head coach or somebody for having his head up his respective ass for not paying attention to detail. Where was he thinking? Yet, it's okay for him to be distracted because he's got to do a TV interview while his team is in action and I got to see a split screen. And I I can't tell you how many times, uh, first of all, that was live. And I I never liked that. But I'll, I'll tell you what I also don't like. Sometimes the game is going on and, okay, well, now let's hear from Russ talking to so-and-so, Joe Blow, about this or that that happened, uh, controversy to, during the week. And we're showing the me interviewing somebody while the game is going on. You're taken away from the action. Has anybody figured that out yet? If you want to do it between innings, God bless. Or maybe take it away from one of your valued commercial time. But here's Davey Martinez in the middle, the, while well, the action is going on. It is the freaking World Series. Okay? And he's going to talk while his team is pitching or his team is at bat, whatever the hell the case. I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't see the need for it. And you know what the only you know what the only way which would make it really compelling seriously is if God forbid can you imagine the managers talking and God forbid his batter gets beamed and then you can hear a pin drop in the stadium and of course the manager is going to well that would be compelling TV but it's still intrus- it's intrusive to what we're watching. It's just, it's just not necessary. I don't think there's any need for live microphones like that. You know, I mean, how many times have you heard, especially, you know, if it's, if it's on a cable station where you hear an F-bomb coming from the dugout because there was a live mic there? It's embarrassing, right? Well, it shouldn't be there. You, this is coming from a guy in a TV business. If we're going to be embarrassed, if you're worried about being embarrassed, then be smarter. I, I just don't think those live mics are necessary. I just don't think it works. That's number one. And number two, I don't think I don't need to hear from a coach in the middle of the action. I don't need to hear from a player in the middle of the action. We criticize any and all, anybody who's not paying attention to detail. How many times did you say, keep your head in the game? Keep your head in the game. I, I, I don't see any advantage of speaking to the manager or a head coach while the game is going on. I don't care what sport it is. Does not make sense to me. If it does to you, all right.
Well, then let me know. Because that's a wrap right here for now, folks. I want to thank all of you for get, getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on microphones, on Big Daddy, bye-bye, so long, farewell, Baghdaddy. Let me know what you think of today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. My thanks always to the big man across the way who takes such good care of me, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to my outstanding Tim Einickel, my outstanding podcast producer here on WABC, to my 77 WABC program director, many thanks, Dave Labrosi, to his outstanding assistant program director, Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to all of you people out there, because without you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is Ira Salzberg saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.